right, let's uh, let's do a thing, shall we? Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome to Maybe I've Said Too Much, the internet podcast of internet podcasts. My name is Mike, and I am your host on this tour de force. Um, I am joined, as always, by my fellow compatriots, Joel Crawford, and... You hear that silence? That's a missing Izzy. Sadly, we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be Izzyless this episode. Yes, Mike, what Izzy. what uh, what virus did he uh, did he catch in his travels? Izzy's got the um, uh, he's got the I'm building a school in Michigan flu. <laughs> I've heard that's a terrible thing to have. It's uh, no known antibiotic, from what I can tell. <laughs> Apparently, the only cure is that you eat more Taco Bell, which is dubious claims, but yes, that's do what uh, they say. The non-benevolent force of Taco Bell working its way through your intestine, but uh, yeah, there. Um, yeah, Izzy is not with us. He is uh, he is way under the weather, uh, and uh, I hate to celebrate the fact that our friend couldn't be with us tonight, but. <laughs> We turned that frown upside down, Joel. <laughs> do you want? Do you want to tell our friends what uh, what treat they have in store? No, no, no. Let's keep them guessing. Although I have a Perfect. feeling we're probably going to put it in the title, so yeah. I don't know how much guessing there's going to be. But we do have a special guest coming in a little mm-hmm. bit later, and uh, we'll get through the normal shenanigans at the beginning here. And you're going to have to at least bear with us, <laughs> and uh, and hopefully that's not enough poison to turn you off of the delicious dessert that's coming up. Oh, um, but, but Mike, tell me what you've been doing these days. Uh, I almost died and, uh, but I didn't. So now I'm here. That's Wait a the minute. Short version. So, <laughs> so, okay. So I know a little bit about this, but can you give our seven listeners, 17 listeners, so uh, I, the I, scoop? I don't want to, uh, I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole because, uh, we have a special guest whose name you've already read in the title. <laughs> <laughs> even though we're even though we're pretending <laughs> you don't know that you did um, right yes i had uh i had almost choked to death the other night on a i was taking some nyquil with some soda and i decided to take two of their gel pills which are basically the size of baby fist um i was alone in my bonus room and started to choke couldn't breathe uh and went to look for help but i couldn't scream couldn't do anything couldn't breathe at all blacked out Hit my head and my body on the uh, on the floor, knocked myself unconscious, and then my youngest daughter found me there, <laughs> in a puddle of soda with a Nyquil next to me. So, um, but uh, that I want to I want to party how you party, buddy. Yes, yeah, so apparently the uh, apparently I gave myself the Heimlich when I fell flat on my face. Um, to <laughs> so so I didn't die. Uh, I'm here to continue hosting the podcast. That's actually. Um, just as I was blacking out, I thought, oh, no, our 17 listeners. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, no. It would have been, I, to be fair with you, and and, and uh, all joking aside, uh, while tragic, our ratings would have been phenomenal for the memorial show. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. Actually, I had that thought while uh, I was I was sitting there Saturday, uh, and, I, and I looked <laughs> over at my wife, and I said, um, not to get too weird, but... Uh, Today would have been my memorial service. And she was like, oh, my God. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> That's so, horrible. 
Oh yeah. Horrible. Well, that's uh, well, the, yeah, there, there's, you know, you have a lot of thoughts in that where, you know, if it had, I fallen forward instead of falling or fallen backwards instead of falling forward, they may not have dislodged. And, you know, my youngest would have found me dead in my bonus room. So that's, uh, my you know, gosh. You, yeah. You kind of, you kind of walk through all this stuff, but at the same time, none of that happened. So here I am. And, if you can't uh, laugh at death, what can, what can you laugh at? I'm, I listen, mean, it's the one thing we all have to do. So, uh, you know, I, I, and I, I wish I had some profound statements to make, uh, you know, that, Hey, I almost died, but I didn't. So we're doing great. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I got nothing, you know, the, uh, today I went to work and punched in just like, uh, none of that had happened. So, you know, head was a little foggy for a few days, got all the, uh, ER scans and, and all that nonsense done. They found that, uh, even though I'm an idiot, <clears throat> there's apparently physically nothing wrong with me. So, um, oh, you know, imagine in terms, that. Of, in terms of brain damage, I think that uh, I, I don't have any more or less than before I started. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, it's a surprise! It's a surprise to all of us. So yeah, so a lot. Uh, so yeah, now tonight Izzy is you know practically dying. So, um, yeah, but I'm t- I feel bad for him. He's he's I don't know I don't know exactly which end it's coming out of, but my guess is mm-hmm. it's it's a number of them. So got it. Well, let yeah. me just, uh, I want to go ahead and just, you know, since, since the, uh, the, the ruse of who we're, we're promoting, uh, this evening, I just wanted to, uh, say that the gentleman that, that we spent some time with today and, and he'll be, uh, picking up here in just a minute. I am, since the minute I've heard his name, I have been waiting for him to be the biggest jerk in the world because he has got such a following of people. You know what I mean? He's just got this, um, you know, just fans and, and he could have the biggest ego in the world. He could be the biggest jerk and he could probably get away with a lot of it. And every opportunity um, that I've had to speak with him or interact with him in any way, he has been the nicest, the most genuine, just one of the most fantastic people in the world. And to see his success, uh, you know, it absolutely deserved. And, and I mean, he's just a fantastic person. I mean, he just, you know, you sent him a message an hour ago going, Hey, um, you know, we had a guy who was sick and, and, you know, would you mind, uh, just jumping on our podcast with us real quick? And he's like, yeah, I got 30 minutes. <laughs> so it was just absolutely amazing. I mean, the guy is just, he, he, he is, he stuns me every single time. Just such a nice guy. It blows my mind. So, well, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, if you, if you don't actually include, the f word between the first and last name mm-hmm. like you know that's how it should be said every time oh and, absolutely. Uh, and and there's a there's a reason why he's the godfather of makers uh so i th- i think the when we talked to him we just recorded that just a little bit ago and uh it's it's there is a there he he delights in both uh showing people how to do things uh, people learning to do things, uh, and including himself, and the the kind of satisfaction about watching people grow, and being able to do those things or do the next thing, and it it's it shows. It's just like it's part of his personality that gets mm-hmm. ingrained in it, <clears throat> and it's a it was a fun conversation to have. Um, I I myself uh, couldn't have asked for a better podcast partner tonight with you because. Because you guys kind of banter back and forth, and I can drink my bourbon in peace <laughs> and listen to a whole conversation. 
uh, and it's it's nice. It's it well. Was, the it thing is, is time. when you when you have one thing about our still unnamed guest, <laughs> which <laughs> Who could which it be? by the way, for for those still not paying attention, Jimmy Darista will be joining us here in just a little while. Um, yeah, he, he, you he you let him talk, and he just says, you know, just, just listen to him talk. He just you know the the he 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 welcomes the spotlight because he deserves it you know he just uh he he's interesting he tells good stories he's self-aware and he's just i mean absolutely generous in every every possible way um you know that that i know i mean I, we he was a guest on a previous podcast that we did and he was absolutely fantastic he actually told a story uh that night that that turned out to be something that i'll never forget for the my entire life that was a uh the story about uh, Maker's Hands had turned into this whole thing. And, um, those of uh, people in the community, uh, they saw that. we It became a real big thing because uh, one of our other podcast friends, Andy Berkey, his father had passed away not long after that. And he took a picture with holding his father's hand, and it turned into this whole thing, sort of a show of solidarity to Andy because everybody was kind of, you know, just taking pictures of their hands. And, and you know, it became this this really loving uh just fantastic deal. And it, it all stemmed from a story that, that Jimmy had told on that podcast. So, um, but yeah, just giving him an opportunity to talk and just letting him go. I mean, you don't, you just listen, you know, and that's, and, and you'll hear that as we're, as we're kind of, um, you know, going through this. Um, I, I'm, I'm sitting there listening. It, it almost, I almost at some points forget that I'm hosting a show because I'm just listening to this guy fascinated. And, you know, it, it, I have to remind myself that, uh, you know, hey, you, kind of my job is to keep this thing moving a little bit <laughs> to some extent. Sure. So, sure. You, you know, I can't just be a fan on the sidelines. So, well, it's it's a it's a fun thing, especially when we do little interviews and things. And I think we're going to be doing some upcoming interviews uh, to supplement our our normal uh, witty uh, banter that we do mm-hmm. weekly w- weekly witty banter. Um, but uh, but yeah, he's just a, he's a fun guy to sit back and. Uh, I met him, uh, well, I met him a couple of times, actually two years in a row down here in Atlanta, uh, for the woodworking show. And you just sit down with pretty much every maker I've ever met. There are very few makers that I come away with going, Oh, I would just, I just can't, I will never get back those 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but most guys will sit there and say, Oh, wow, it's great. This is a thing. And the, I'm doing this and I'm interested in this and and you know usually you, you can do it and, and you just stand and he's absolutely no different and he's he's been on i don't know he's been on like a half dozen tv shows now um he's good buddies with nick offerman and um it's a it's a fun he's he's got a personality that both uh lends to his ability to to communicate through tv or youtube or podcasts um but it's also the same personality off and it's it's just you know you literally you probably be able to like instant message him and say listen i've got a problem can you help me with you know what bit should i use and be like man you should be using a 316 on that because mm-hmm. you know that's what everybody he might show up right he may show up he's got a bunch I'm... of dewalt tools now that are cordless he doesn't need to be plugged in it that's right truck and head your way that's right well, I am. Uh, I'm gonna let you do the whole interview thing. Let's step to it. But I was gonna tell you that uh, uh, we're doing uh, we're doing a thing coming up, uh, and this is is this is inspired by Itchy's project. And I think it's a 
it's fantastic. Uh, and and we're, we we had talked about doing it today, but it's Izzy's baby. And I just want to say that uh, if you go to our website, if you're a maker, and if you uh, sell your items, and you have, as a lot of us do, especially me, uh, have uh, holiday gifts to get out for people, um, whether it be custom orders or production runs, or you turn pens, or you make lamps, or or you weld tables, or you you know you know, just somebody needs a giant mud flap girl in his office. Um, whatever that thing is, uh, we're going to be doing, uh, uh, we're going to be talking about how buying local or buying maker related items, something that isn't made in a factory overseas. Uh, and we want you to go to our website and get that information. There's a, there's a page right there. It's, uh, uh, maybe I've said too much doc, uh, podcast.com. Slash. No, it's just maybe I've said too much.com. There is. No oh, I'm sorry. You're, you're right. I'm sorry. Maybe I said too much.com slash uh, maker Christmas. Yeah. Should, Actually, yeah. if you go, if you just go to the main page, so go to maybe I've said too much.com, the, uh, the main page, as soon as you get there, there's a real ugly form on the front. Uh, fill that out with your information, um, you know, what you make, your website or, you know, social media handles, whatever you have. Uh, and we are going to be putting together a little landing page. Um, maybe depending on how many people fill out, it might be a little bit more intricate than that. But just um, you know, what you make, what's available, it, you know, that you can yeah. Sell. This we is this is that promote. time of year too so, that that yeah. people are going to be buying and, these and and asking for customization and and all those things. And, yeah. and and by the way, we don't want anything. Like we're not asking for a cut. We don't want any. You know, they're, they're, we're not looking for any participation. Uh, you know, in, in any of what you make, we just want to be able to have a place where people can go and you know promote handmade stuff, buying local, buying from the community. Um, you know, and, and trying to keep the money. You know, the the holiday money in house as much as possible this year because. Um, you know, we, we talk about this stuff year in, year out, you know, the, all the jobs are going overseas and the U.S. economy's in the toilet and blah, 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 blah. And this is an opportunity for us as a community, as a group um, to come together and say, hey, uh, you know, th- this is what's available, you know, from people that you know, uh, you know, right. these are people with families. They're going to spend this money back in our communities. It may cost a couple bucks more than, you know, you might get at some, you know, on, on uh but the chance you know, some some random site, you know, but it's the, the chance that, that money is going to be spent back in your community and is going to be reinvested in other people like yourselves right. is, is a lot. Not only that, you're going to see some of the coolest shit ever. These people make oh, make some amazing, amazing works of art and they put their whole mm-hmm. soul into these projects. Um, and uh, from furniture to small knickknacks to kitchenware to uh, you know, fabric to, um, you, you just name it. And then there's somebody out there that's, that's making something homespun and, uh, and it's, it's a fantastic opportunity for you guys now to, because we're going to, we're going to be spotlighting these things. Izzy's going to start throwing them up on his channels, uh, and spotlighting some folks and getting a kind of database together. And, uh, and it'll be a nice way to other makers, check you guys out, you know, hint to the wife. You know, I know some people that make <laughs> some tools that would be fantastic mm-hmm. to have. And I know, uh, <laughs> Tony, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and the chances of me getting another plane from Tony, my wife is looking at me like you're, you're out of your mind. Yeah. That, no. One, you get one. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, but but yeah, so there's there's all sorts of uh, cool things that you can maybe nudge your wife into purchasing instead of that plaid tie. Yeah. Oh, and guys, too, when you're at the website putting in your information, don't forget, find us on iTunes, Google Play Store, or whatever you Windows people do um, for your Microsoft phones, and uh, subscribe to the podcast <laughs> because... You just we currently alienated. have 17 listeners. We're trying to get to 34. So, uh, you know, don't if, if you like what you hear, <laughs> stick around because it's all downhill from this point. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, um, Joel, yeah, any uh, any other items to uh, talk about promote before we we hand it over to the uh, the the guest star? Uh, no, I think uh, I think uh, I hear somebody coming down the way now. <laughs> Cheesy intro. <laughs> well played, sir. Thank you. <laughs> so, without further ado, <laughs> we bring to you the Godfather, Jimmy DeResta. Hey, uh, hey, look who joined us. <laughs> um, who, who's that? Hey, Am this I... is the part where we pretend like we haven't been talking for a few minutes, and uh, we're gonna <laughs> just What's bring up, you guys? on, Jimmy DeResta. How are you, sir? I'm good, guys. Thanks for having me. I, I guess I'm sitting in for Izzy. Yeah, yeah, is he? Uh, is he got? Uh, I don't know the bubonic plague or whatever you get when you're in Michigan, and uh, so he's he's out with the whatever that is for the evening. So, but, you know uh, what? The, the funniest thing about the funniest thing about Izzy, there's like ten versions of Izzy. I see him like one minute he's in my living room, the next minute he's like some other part of the world doing something with somebody. It seems like he is in like seven places all the time. It, yeah. It's amazing to me how much he gets around, and on his social media, he's here, he's there, he's doing a podcast, which he never even mentioned to me, and I've hung out with him literally in person several times, and he maybe he just assumed I knew that he was doing this podcast, although I never <laughs> heard him say it, and I, I don't get a chance to watch Toolmasters as often as I want. I always get the updates that he's talking live, so I don't get a chance to watch that as much as I would like to, because it's always like I'll be driving doing 80 miles an hour, and it's like, is he's live on Toolmasters now, and I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> It's never the right time. Yeah, is he's uh, he's one of those guys that's just you, you never you never really know. You know, he's just. Uh, I mean, we do the podcast with him, and one day he's just like, "Hey, I'm opening up some schools," and we're like, "When the hell did you start doing that?" You know, he's he's just uh, he's kind of that guy. But yeah, he's so, amazing. But uh, yeah, so uh, just uh, as a sort of a casual observer, um, you know, as uh, you know, been a fan of yours obviously for a long time. Um, but it looks like uh, from what I can see, I mean, the, the I see you cranked out a new YouTube video. Yep. Um, and you started to come back to that. I mean, are you, uh, are you working a lot with clients these days or is it, uh, is it a lot more transitioning to the new space or what you've been up to recently? Yeah, no, since the first of the year, my schedule has been crazy. We, I agreed, I guess like in late January to move out of my space. I was supposed to move out in one year from May. So this past May would have been the beginning of what would have been the countdown to May of 18 for me to move out of New York. And then my landlord came to me and they, they're having problems, tax problems with the building. There's nothing to do with me as a, as a tenant, a tax problem. And they counted my basement space, the tax department, as, as a taxable commercial space. And so the building's like, if he's not in there and when they come to assess the building, they won't count that square footage as taxable. So they said to me, can you leave a year early? And I've owed them money for taxes. And they said, we'll wash your tax bill if you leave in June. In June. And I thought about it for 30 seconds. I said, okay, I'll go. <laughs> and and in that just, I, I immediately said, okay, this is an opportunity. You know, I always say it all the time when, when things like when things get tough or when 
you have an opportunity or when things go bad, you have an opportunity to look at it and say, how can I turn this into something good? You know, for instance, like I injured my hand, which was really tragic at the time. But, you know, how many people are safer because I talk about it the way I do? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, that's just a stupid example, but I believe that it is true. And the idea that, OK, I've been given this opportunity to leave early. They've expunged $10,000 bill I had. So I saved money. Gives me an opportunity to get a space, better space. I thought I was going to move into that gas station for a little while a year ago, and then that mm-hmm. didn't work out. And that led to even something better, my big giant warehouse that I rented. And I'm also still building my building in the backyard. And so everything's going well. I would have been lazy and just been complacent and just staying in the city for a year if they never offered me that. Because the daunting task of moving was just, it was that. It was just too much. It was daunting. And took a lot out of me, but we got all the junk out. I was able to filter through a lot of the junk that I probably don't need. He gave a lot of stuff away. Kept a lot of junk I probably should have given away. <laughs> and now uh, Brett came into my life, and he, he offered to be my assistant and learn from me. And, and he started his own channel when he first started working with me a year ago. It's going November, like the middle of November will be one year that Brett's been with me. And it's it's just been a, it's been a crazy year and crazy good. And the original question, do I still do client work? Yeah, this stuff comes my way and it's convenient. The one thing I don't do anymore is installs because it's just not worth it. Like I was given the opportunity to install like captain's beds in a house in eastern Long Island. And mm-hmm. from where I am now, that's over a 200 mile drive. There's no way that I'm going to drive 200 miles to put in captain style beds and what am I going to get? $10,000? That's not, they probably, if I said that, they'd probably think I was crazy. Yeah, right. And I'm not going to, you know, I could make that $10,000 doing a video for, you know, a good client for, mm-hmm. you know, DeWalt or some other big corporation. I'm not leaving my backyard for that. So. <laughs> yeah, it's weird I, seeing your, uh, your videos now when I sit down and I watch and it's <laughs> like, um, when I, you know, cause the old videos, you're in that space in New York city and now there's like air around you and you're all the worst. It's <laughs> just, know. you know, it's, it's no, just I've a changed. completely I've changed. different feel. <laughs> That's what I, we always joke. You've changed. Yeah, I've changed. I'm <laughs> growing up. I'm 50 years old. I deserve a shop that I don't have to bake my, bang my head on something. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty interesting. The, uh, it's not, yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't see that you've changed much. The, uh, you know, from what I can tell me the, the, the content's still pretty crazy and, uh, and interesting to watch. It's just there's, you know, you. you don't, you, you can swing your elbow without hitting, uh, you know, <laughs> two other guys in your shop. So, Oh, no, definitely. It's uh, it, uh, having space is, you know, it's, it's a blessing and a curse because all of a sudden it's filled up. And Brett's like, well, we got to clean the shop out. We need room. <laughs> and there is plenty of like big empty space and we're trying to maintain it. But I brought my trailer in there. I got a 18 foot trailer that can carry a car. And now it's inside there. And like, it's been outside for two years in the rain. Now suddenly I need to keep it inside. And so Brett's like, let's get this damn thing out of here. It doesn't need to be in here. I was like, you know what? You're right. So tomorrow we're going to try and figure out how to get it out of there. Cause now it's like precariously jammed in with all other stuff around it. I got to move stuff to get my car in at it. <laughs> but you know, there's been this, you know, so I've I've got a question. First world problems. Right. <laughs> I can't yeah. get my car. I can't get my car in my shop to get my trailer out. Yeah, people in Rwanda aren't worried about that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right. So so um so was that Joel? Well, I, so our podcast is in general, not specifically, kind of pointed towards you know making your passion like your hobby, passion, your profession. Right. And I think a lot of people, and you talk about it a little bit, and I think you glance over it a little bit, but I think. And especially like dealing with clients and things like that. Obviously, not everybody has a million and something viewers on YouTube. But right. when you're dealing with clients, 
can you kind of walk through like like maybe earlier in your profession when you were kind of hustling to get clients um who you would talk to and maybe later when when you got maybe a little bit more name recognition when people would kind of seek you out after well it's funny most of my yeah most of my clients okay i got two good examples most of my clients in the beginning before i was ever well i was on tv on and off since 2003 and none of that really ever impacted my client work because i was never on enough for people to even notice it's almost like the third or fourth time i'm working for a client they're like oh i heard you were on tv where were you You were on tv i was like yeah i did this tv show oh that's cool and uh and then that was it and that's the conversation and like where can i see it i'm like eh, it doesn't matter <laughs> you know like it, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that but the way i got work then was i say it all the time i always answer my phone i always deliver uh, on time and regardless of what price i say i stick to it you know how many times have we gotten into a gig and we go oh man i'm gonna lose a thousand dollars on this i shouldn't have said this number but you do it you swallow your pride you keep your mouth shut and then they call you back for the next job. And then the next job you go, you know what? The last time I did that, I lost some money. This time I'm going to charge this much more. And then mm-hmm. when they say, oh, that's so much more expensive, you go, you know what? The price of material went up. I can't help you. This is, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. You give some like legitimate excuse that, yeah. you, that you can hide behind that they can't question. I'm better at math. Instead of, <laughs> it, instead of saying, yeah, I'm bad at math. I'm last at time math. I screwed up. <laughs> it, it still happens to me i did all that spray ground stuff and i lost i lost a lot of money on one of the props the other one of the props cost me way too much money and uh, i ended up making a, like a thousand or two dollars in profit but i thought i was going to make like five thousand dollars profit i ended up like mm-hmm. totally blowing my my wad on this one prop because all the parts for it cost too much money but uh, that was my own fault for not investigating i just spit a number out and but you live and you learn, and like I said, I uh, you know you over deliver, uh, manage expectations and over deliver, and then the restaurant manager will say, "Oh, you know what? My friend owns a restaurant in a different part of town. They need tables. I told them about you, and then I get the phone call. Oh, Tatiana told me you're absolutely reliable, and you never screw up, and you, you know, you deliver and you're reasonable, and you negotiate. You know, there was always three prices every time I called. This is the price. Oh, how much? Uh, okay, how much is it for cash? Okay, how much is if we pay it all up front? Those are the three prices mm-hmm. that I used to deal with with these restaurant people because they always had cash because they worked in restaurants in Soho and the meatpacking district and you know they had probably had garbage bags full of cash. And they would sometimes yeah. I get paid in 20s. I get paid like five, eight, ten thousand dollars in 20s. <laughs> you and, get a garbage bag full of money. <laughs> and I, I, I like I would I go, it takes like 20 minutes to count that much money in 20s, you know. Um, but the, the point I was making is that you just over deliver and be reliable and, and don't screw mm-hmm. up and, and do the best you can and, and talk with them and manage their expectations and, and, and you know, take control. If they say, I want this podium desk or whatever, or a restaurant, uh, you know, reception area, you say, oh, you know what? Your idea is cool, but what if you did this? And they go, oh, that's so much better. I just was showing you a picture that worked. I don't care. You know what? You're the artist. You do it. That kind mm-hmm. of stuff, you know, where a lot of people will get that gig and like, oh, is this what you want? Yeah, yeah, that's what I want. Uh, okay, I don't know if I can get this exact same color. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you're letting them have the upper hand, and they, and then they're in charge, and then you're like, you're just like somebody hired to just be manipulated by them, as opposed to, hey, you know what? I'm the artist. Well, let me let me give you some better ideas, and then this way you could get away from their vision, and you don't have to match it exactly. You can be creative and. You, know, you just instill confidence in yourself and them that you can handle the gig. 
so that's how I got gigs back in the day. Just, mm-hmm. just being open and honest and, you know, and that, I mean, that's just my personality, but it, it also definitely helps because I see other guys in the city that I worked alongside at the time and they're lying and not managing expectations and, you know, totally BSing their clients and, oh, I can't make it today. I got a broken leg. And then, you know, two days later you show up with no cast and no crutches. It's like, what are you talking about? I thought you sprained your ankle. <laughs> You know, it's just stupid stuff like that. I mean, and that's like a real example of something like a guy I know who would just fib all the time to his clients instead of just saying, just tell him you can't make it because you just screwed up your schedule. That's all. And then you you yeah. don't have to remember all your lies. Yeah, that's a, most of the people I know that are very successful. That's That seems to be the basic tenet of all successful people. Just, you know, do what you say you're going to do and do it when you say you're going to do it. Yeah. You know, it doesn't. It seems to be like, you know, all these success books that are written. I mean, that's that's the one underlying thing that I hear repeated over and over and over again from from folks that are just consistently successful. You know, not not guys that are sort of one offs that, you you know, hey, here one day and gone the next. It's, you know, guys been doing the same job for 30 years. You know, yep. what do you do? Oh, I, I do what I say I'm going to do. Oh, yeah. interesting concept. <laughs> exactly. There's so many. Although I got, that probably doesn't sell many, you know, self-help books. You know, you're not going to be number one on Amazon. It's a very short list book. The two-page book. There's... It could yeah. be a great title of the book. Just do what you say you're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> Open it up and there's no pages. <laughs> but it, Let's put a bunch of pictures. It's true. And then, okay, so now let's contrast that with when I got some YouTube fame. Uh, one of my, my one of my most dedicated clients and close close friends is my friend Danny. He's uh, a lot of guys have seen him in my videos. He's a, a teacher at a at a Hebrew school, a Jewish school. It's a it's a, a regular curriculum, but part of the time they, they teach Hebrew and they, the kids go to Israel and and it's a school with mostly gifted kids because it's an expensive private school. But they do have a program where they have like a lottery and they take in kids that are just from anywhere. So they'll have you know, African-American kids and non-Jewish kids. And, and it's great. So you go to class and there is a diversity in the class because the school is open to like all ethnicities. And so there's always like a little cross section of people that don't pay to go. And but they're they've qualified because they passed certain tests. And now they're in the school because the school just donates slots to the world. And it makes a great student body. The kids are all extremely gifted. And, and not only are they gifted, they're outgoing and they're, I learned so much from hanging out with them when it comes, they're all doing electronics and 3D printing and stuff. So when I go in there and just mm-hmm. teach them practical making things, I'm like, what are you doing? They're like, oh, I'm doing this. I'm using this program that I just learned about. And then I'm like, and consequently, I'm learning about it as well. So it's a great group of kids. My buddy Danny is amazing. And he's been giving me work since the minute I met him. And the way I met him was his kids called me, one of his, his kids at the time. Now, those kids that called me are in college now, but they were students of his at the time. And they called me to say, hey, we want to surprise our teacher who keeps showing us your videos. They sent me an email and I answered back and I said, well, give your teacher my phone number. And about two days later, I got a call from Danny and we were on the phone for an hour. He called me while I was sitting in my driveway just about to pull out. And I sat in my driveway, talked to him for about an hour, hour and a half. I mean, we headed off just as friends straight away. I went to his school and he said, I want to show you a secret at the time. And he opened me. He opened this classroom for me. He said, this is going to be my new makerspace. I've got funding from some of the kids' parents, you know, because it's a, it's a big school. with a, It's a school with a very wealthy student body, and the parents are always donating money to the school, and one of the parents gave hundreds of thousands of dollars to make one of the rooms into a makerspace. Wow. And he bought all machines. He said, what kind of machine should I buy? So I happened to be there at the right time at the right place at the right time to help him with that and i've helped him with that one the one in the middle school which is the kindergarten classroom i worked on a couple years ago and he just constantly and now he's 
breaking through the wall and making his makerspace bigger. So his success in his environment just keeps growing and he just keeps asking me to help him. And he's just, he's just and it's an amazing friendship. And, and that's, that's one example. There's a few of those. And that's mm -hmm. because I'm on YouTube. So those are the type of friendships that I got now because of YouTube. You know, clientele well, friendships. And I mean, your YouTube, I mean, you know, for a while, I mean, when I, when we first got into our online community here that we, we talk about so much, I mean, that was the, I mean, every time you did something online, it was like, uh, <laughs> it was almost like a religious experience. Everybody was you know, posting and look at all this and then people would make other things about it. And it just, uh, you know, it kind of became, I mean, how much of, um, how much of all the nonsense that's going on with YouTube these days is that affecting you? I mean, are you really, you really kind of caught up in any of the sort of demonetization I no. saw on your Twitter that you said you'd never had one, but I mean, is there, um, I see a lot of content creators sort of, I never had sort of slowing down content. Is that so, is honestly, that I never had any demonetization, although I guess the algorithm, you know, this mysterious algorithm, the ups and downs of the algorithm that is like, so, uh, uh, like, how do we know any of this to be true? I guess Philip DeFranco seems to know most of the stuff that no one knows. So I listen mm -hmm. to him. That's where I get my <laughs> YouTube news from. Mm -hmm. But I think my my growth rate has slowed. It took me a long time to get to a million. And then it's taken me since May to get to 80,000. Whereas like I got to half a million in in one year and now here it is mm -hmm. how long has it been since may may june july august september october it's almost six months and i've only added eighty thousand subscribers so that also coupled with my my slowing down with my content creation aside from my daily vlogs which currently i've taken a little bit of a couple of week break only because i was on the road i'm hoping tonight in fact tonight is tuesday is today tuesday it's monday Monday. Monday, I'm hoping to finish my vlog tonight. It's 90% done. I just have to do my wraparounds and just edit it in. And uh, so tonight, I might be posting my, my my most current vlog, which is all about my, my previous trip. Most of it is content from my trip that I was just in California. But Can you talk about your trip from California yet? Oh, yeah. I can talk about it a little bit. Yeah. I, um, you tell. Yeah. So, uh, well, just getting back to my YouTube. So my, my, my growth rate has slowed. And it, it could be part of the algorithm mystery. And it could also be part of the fact that I'm just not putting up as much build content. Although I, I've been putting up quite a bit of build, more than I've ever done. Like when I first started my YouTube channel, I put up like one or two build videos a month because I was still busy with all my client work. Now, mm -hmm. most of my client work is pertaining to YouTube, you know, with DeWalt and I do a lot of Lincoln work, you know, Lincoln and I are really, Lincoln's been really good to me. And whenever they need something, I'm like, cool. And he called me the other day. He's like, hey, did you say you wanted to build a lumber cart or something? Can you get that video done? I made it the next day. I mean, it was the first video <laughs> I was able to jump on as soon as I got back. And uh, they, they include my build videos in their ARC magazine every three months. I was I was just watching your voiceover video before you uh, Oh, cool. <laughs> before you jumped online. Oh, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Yeah. Uh, thanks for supporting me on Patreon. Appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, my trip. I went to California. I was asked to be on a TV show. I, I auditioned for TV shows about once a year, maybe twice a year the last six years. So it's been a handful of times, honestly, like maybe five or six times. And they never come through. And I honestly don't ever expect them to come through. But this one was a big fish. So I, I, I and they asked me a, a lot of advice early on. They asked me about casting advice. They kept asking me once they first initially met me and my Skype interview went well. And I heard that my that everybody really loved me on my Skype interview. I got heard back from my agent. And I said, oh, that's great, you know, big deal, whatever, it doesn't mean anything. And then three months go by, and then it's like, hey, can you come up and have a meeting here in the big office in the city? 
And I went into the meeting and all the executive producers were there and I got a really strong vibe that they were going to hire me. But at the end of the meeting, I was like, do you guys, they go, do you have any questions for us? And I said, you still haven't told me what you want me to do on the show. I don't know. Like, what do you want me for? Mm-hmm. And uh, so then they clarified it. And I, I, I'm being vague only because once the show gets announced, then I can talk about it. Mm-hmm. But it's a show about building things. And I'm not, I'm not a contestant and I'm not a judge. Um, basically like the Tim Gunn character and uh, on Project Runway. And I, after my experience, I'm not even that. I'm like a shop teacher. So there's a, it's a show where people use a workshop to make things. It's a competition show. And I just can't say it, but you could probably all figure out which one it is. <laughs> sure. And if people are using tools for the first time, I am there to make sure that they don't get hurt. And I'm there to, if, if it's like, hey, I want to make this thing and the vision's more important than the fact that they actually do it, I help them do it. You know, I'll make all the, the dangerous cuts and then I let them assemble it. I don't get involved in the design aspect because that's actually part of the rules, you know, like real like mm. game show rules. And if they have a, an idea, which which I know is completely ridiculous, I just have to keep a straight face and help them make this ridiculous idea. So, sorry, the Tim Gunn thing threw me for a minute yeah. there. I got uh, I was I'm just picturing you instead of like in the camo and the Crocs and stuff. You there in the suit with the purple tie, <laughs> camo, yeah, camo, camo tux. <laughs> yeah, the camo tux. Now, guys, be careful with that router. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So there's um, it's uh, it's. It's not what I expected it to be, but mm-hmm. we'll see how it how it impacts my my existence. But one thing I am extremely happy about that I can talk about is my is my two cameos that will be on Ask This Old House coming up. That was that was a lot of fun, and what? I'm, I'm really excited about that. You don't know that I'm going to be on Ask This Old House? I just found out. Yep. So that was <laughs> oh, actually no. Did you just did you just find out from me, or you didn't know? Uh, I, I just found out from you. I have, uh, yeah, I've been, uh, I, I got promoted recently at work and free time is not a thing I have a lot of. Oh, okay. No, it's fine because <laughs> while I was away, while I was in California, big, a big Twitter storm went out because Ask This Old House did a little preview reel of the upcoming, mm-hmm. the upcoming season and I'm on it and fans didn't know because I didn't talk about it. Uh, I mean, I, I might've mentioned it. I think I mentioned it, but a lot of people who don't pay attention to the vlog got to see the actual This Old House thing. And so all of a sudden, everyone's like, oh, my God, you're going to be. And they think that's the show that I was talking about. Mm-hmm. It's a different project. Actually, there's gotcha. there's three TV things going on. One of them was just a blip last week. I was on I was a guest on April show that pilot she did on mm-hmm. on the DIY network. She invited me on as a guest to do like a little judging thing. And so that's that's in the wind. That's done. And it's because a lot of people confuse that with the thing I was talking about. And then Ask This Old House, their preview reel came out, which shows me in the new season coming up. And again, that's something, that's the second thing. And then the actual thing that I'm talking about in California, that's going to be announced very soon. And uh, it's probably going to air in January. We're going to have to get you like a publicist and a manager (laughs) and a talent agent. (laughs) You know, I do have an agent actually. And this year my agent has helped me get... More potent deals with DeWalt, more potent deals with, like, when I mention, like, weird little snippets in my vlogs and I talk about, like, Blue Ribbon or, it's, those, those, those are, like, when you see me talk for two minutes about a project in my vlog, that's the equivalent of me spending three weeks building a bar in New York City. Mm -hmm. So, I don't have to carry plywood. All I have to do is just do that little (laughs) snippet. And it has the same value. So my life has gotten a little bit easier. 
Mm-hmm. But I'm still like I, I'm not making millions of dollars. And, I wish I was. And but. you're working with you're working <laughs> with Lincoln a little bit now. And yep. So when am I going to see the the collaboration of uh, you and Jody from Welding Tips and Tricks? Oh, you know, I, Jody and, and JD sent me a great reel of tips that they made. And I'm going to do the third. Ver- they, they both gave me tips and, and they gave it to me to post. And I have I just have to do my part. And this is where, like, I get so busy. I, I get this trip to go away. And then me and my girlfriend take a full week to drive home. And time just flies by. And I don't realize you guys have a podcast, you know. So this right. is why I've been so busy. But You're not one of the 17 listeners. <laughs> <laughs> the 17 people didn't call me. But Jody and JD gave me a great tips reel. And I'm going to do my version of welding tips, which is my, my scribble weld technique, which I talked tonight about in my in my, my video that you mentioned you mm-hmm. saw. My, my scribble technique is when you have a big gap and you want to fill it with weld. If you just scribble really quickly with the weld wire while it's coming out, it'll go and it'll start to fill the hole in. And uh, without without it dripping through, so that's I call that my scribble technique. So I'm they're gonna mm-hmm. show like real legit tech tips, and I'm gonna show like amateur tips, tips that work for the moron. And so I think it'll be really fun. So I just have to get to the getting and do that. Gotcha. Your uh, days are pretty busy, I guess. Not yeah. All the days. So. Yeah. No. So well, I I just have to I just have to hunker down and make a schedule. That's every day. It's like I'm driving home and I get a call. It's like, hey, can you make these ten store fixtures for us? And I'm like. What do you want? And I'm like, oh wow, that's steel, and I could make those quickly, and that's good, quick money. And I'll make a video of that. That's client money. I can make a video. It's a welding video. I might be able to incorporate it into, you know. So like, my mind's doing all these things, and so like, all of a sudden now it's like everything has moved up another couple of weeks because I'm going to do those instead. So that's what keeps happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, listen, Jimmy, we got uh, looks like we're coming up on the uh, time you got to head back out to date night, but uh, I really appreciate you, uh, oh, you sure, know, stopping man. in. Yeah. And also for the people listening, if you aren't a member of Jimmy's uh, Patreon, jump online and throw a few bucks in there. It is oh, thank you. it's the, only one dollar. One dollar a month. The the voiceovers alone are worth. I mean, just hearing your thought processes on you know, just, I mean, because I, I watch the videos when they come out on YouTube, and then I get the email on Patreon, and it just. Uh, the voiceover work that you do and just the thought processes and just sort of the random sort of, you know, musings that you have yeah. <laughs> while you're doing the voiceover work is worth whatever it costs. I, I mean, tend to ramble it's, it's a little definitely. bit. And I, oh, it's fantastic. It's thank absolutely you. fantastic. Thank you, man. Uh, one quick so. question before you leave, as everybody yeah, always Joe, asks. I got, I got five more minutes. I don't have to well, jump well, off that's this instant. So, yeah. so yeah, uh, the first thing is, uh, how's Spike doing? Oh, Spike is great. You know, honestly... Spike was in the house constantly. He never left the bedroom. And Taylor's like, he's just, so now we keep him outside. He has access to the house, so he can walk into the kitchen anytime he wants through the window, which he does. But he loves it outside. He's outside all the time now. It's like a like new we cat, him to be outside. Yeah, I was, I was worried about him being outside because he's so slow. He's old. He's like maybe 15 years old now. So mm-hmm. I'm afraid he's going to get attacked by another cat because there is another crazy cat around here. But between Lulu, Timber, and Spike, that's the three cats that I have. They all hang out together on the porch. They're always within like a meter of each other hanging out sleeping. So they're like a little pack and they seem to really be doing well outside. They've been outside about half the summer now. And and the new, around the, the new ter- uh, York Terrier, right? Don't you have a... Yep, my new Yorkie. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what's the name He's, on that? He, his, name is, uh, his name is Chippy. Chippy. He's doing good. 
He's learning. Are, He's learning how not to pee in the bed, which is a struggle. <laughs> He's still I have that same problem. Yeah, jo- yeah I was going to say, Joel's still, still learning, learning that myself. one, too. <laughs> the, uh, so, so, well, when you start getting restless, this is the key, Joel. If you start getting restless, it's time to go outside in the yard. Yeah, so that's, that's, the yes. that's what my wife tells me. I don't know what the deal is. <laughs> or just or just stay out there. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, let me ask you a question, uh, Jimmy. Yeah. What do you, uh, if anything, what do you miss about the city? Uh, just the the randomness, random nature of like seeing the garbage and stuff, and you know walking by, and just the random like oh oh, oh there's like the person I haven't seen in years. Hey, what's going on, bro? You know that kind of stuff. Mm. That doesn't happen up here. It's like oh tell oh hey Taylor hey what's up it's you again. Um, you know that's <laughs> that's it. You never know what a random Izzy Swans is going to show up and sit down in your living room. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I I like this house. I've had this house now for fifteen years, fourteen years, mm-hmm. and I I like to think of it as like the Beach Boy Mansion, where you never know who's going to be here or who's going to hang out or just spend the weekend. And it's kind of open out, and that's not an open invitation to ever the other sixteen people listening. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, don't show up at jimmy's he's got guns but izzy knows like izzy knows like uh hey bro i'm gonna be nearby you're around i'm like yeah come on by and he comes and then you know he just ends up hanging out i love it when izzy's here tells like oh my god is izzy gonna stay i'm like ask him izzy are you gonna stay he's like yeah yeah i'll hang out so <laughs> wow it's him and you do a great impression. A couple of other friends of mine <laughs> he's a, he really is a viking yeah <laughs> we put out the giant ashtray for him and he hunkers down in the back back porch <laughs> yeah. is he uh he's gonna be so bummed he couldn't be here <laughs> but yeah no it's um it, this house is great it, this house has a great energy and the people that come here really love it and and it's we have our axe making class the axe handle making class i gotta clarify because i hope a, a couple of people are gonna come going are we making axe heads and i i might have misinterpreted that that yeah, welcome to the smelting class for beginners <laughs> <laughs> yeah i go oh wait you're not gonna teach me how to make an accent i only know how to yeah. make the soft part so it's going to be, we're doing the axe handle making class and that's going to be great because there's a couple of repeat customers, guys that I know from the first class we did, a couple of guys that came up for the TP class and that's going to be a lot of fun. And it's just a great energy when there's a good crew here and there's always like a crew of guys. We all just hang around the, the fire pit. I'm not a drinker, but a couple of guys get drunk and, you mm-hmm. know, just they, we all just, you know, shoot the crap basically and. And it's a lot of fun. And it's see, there's there's so much to learn from each other. It's not just what people can learn from me because I I just I'm just the guy that does this a lot. So I have a lot of experience. But I learn so much from my fans and the people that I hang around with. Like when we do get ups together, like when we did meetups in Atlanta and whatever. I, I learned so much from the from the fans and from the other YouTube creators and you know, it's just it's just such a great community. I'm really I'm really grateful for what's going on here and and kind of how like me and Welder just went from like slinging plywood constantly, just trying to stay ahead of the bills to being like making a comfortable middle-class living and having fun at it. And it's, it's great. It's just, I'm just so grateful for what's going on. And that is kind of the dream, Welder. isn't it? I mean, I, I can see where people are, you know, they hold you in high regard only if, if not for your talent alone, but for their idea of saying, man, I just, I'd love to be able to do that for, a living instead of yep. you know schlep keyboards up to the conference room where somebody has been a monkey and broken one or whatever their gig is but right um, yeah. yeah you know yeah. it's 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 uh it, it i mean owning my own business and being able to do what i want to do and do those things i still have huge responsibilities but it is kind of fun to see that you get to be this guy that makes 
any and everything almost on a whim. Obviously, you have clients that have demands on certain things and advertisers and, and promotional stuff. But it, it's, yep. it's, it's a lot of fun just to watch that and go, wow, that's just a really cool life. And I, I, I can imagine that I'm not the only one saying that. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, I know it's been it's fun. It, it it really is fun to be. It, I love being challenged and being this TV show that I just did out in California. There was a lot of that. Like, hey, can you make a, a this and can you make a? I'm like, yeah, all right. Well, what do you need? I'm like, oh, I just need a router and some glue and a chisel. And they like someone pinches the collar of the shirt and go, get Jimmy a router or some glue and a chisel, please. <laughs> Jimmy, how many routers do you need? Just one will do. <laughs> okay. Um, how much glue do you need? Just one bottle of glue. Okay, get you like one bottle the of glue. Craft services table for makers. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, they just leave me alone. And the funniest thing about being on that show is I, uh, I was like the one guy that could like whip up anything. They have an art department, but when you talk to like, L.A. art department guys, they think of the most complicated way to do anything because they don't care. They just, they just want to milk the system. So it's like they're union. Oh, you need a table? All right, I think we need to cut a tree down to start sliding. <laughs> so can we get a bandsaw in here? It's a, a bandsaw <laughs> mill. Let me make a table. Yeah, I think I know somebody with a bandsaw mill. And then the guy will go on the internet for an hour. I'm like, there's planks available at Home Depot. We could have already been halfway done. Yeah, but they take the longest road to get anywhere, and they don't care. They just they don't care if they waste the entire day. They don't care. It's just it's so shameful. But yeah, my uncle runs a props department out there for uh, for a couple of studios. So he's, <laughs> yep. he's hopefully he's not one of the right, seventeen right. listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and this so, this is the show but, that uh, got Jimmy blackballed from all of Hollywood. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Believe me, they'd be doing me yeah, a favor it, if they blackball me. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, I wrote uh, to the I wrote to the guys that uh, who knows who knows what's going to come of this show when it all gets announced. I, mm. I just I just didn't have much screen time and it wasn't it, it, I was not utilized to my potential. I just wish I would have had a little bit more showing off. And then let's like I'm like I could show off my YouTube channel. So it's like whatever. I'll just do my thing here and then I'll go back to the city. I'll show off on my mm. YouTube channel. So. Yeah, I got to get my IT department at work to unblock Twitter and YouTube so I can start getting caught up on all these things. I shouldn't have to hear about these on my own podcast. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, well, just so you know, Mike, I did um, <clears throat> I did two guest spots in, in August. We filmed them in, in two days, but they're going to be two separate segments on Ask This Old House. One, I make a little steel table. I am the first person ever to weld on Ask This Old House in 13 years. And... We made a That's little crazy. steel welded table with a sliced wood top. And then I also made a sign, a channel letter sign of the Ask This Old House logo. With Working with Kevin side by side both days. And Kevin wow. spent the night at the house and he threw a big dinner on the night we finished. And it was a lot of fun. That's got to that's gotta be crazy wow. because, I mean, like, like, I mean, I'm assuming you grew up watching this old house. Oh, I totally. I mean, and like, yeah, yeah, is it a course. surreal experience to be like on the flip side of the camera going like, oh, this is insane. Yeah. Well, I got to meet, I got to meet Kevin 10 years ago when I did a show called Blog Cabin. And he was, he it's a show where every episode is hosted by someone different. It was on DIY Network. And I hosted one of two episodes, not necessarily host, but I was the guest on the show. The main host was a girl named Amy Matthews. Remember, she used to do like bathroom renovations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Amy was the was the was the the standing host, and so I was on once as a guest, and then Kevin was on the phone, and they would and I was and we overlapped, so we were there the same weekend. We shot two episodes with Amy, but 
sometimes I was on camera, and then sometimes Kevin was on camera. And uh, we got to meet that weekend, and we always said we would work together. And he emails me every once in a long while. And then him and Nick Offerman did something. They did a couple segments together. And that's when my name came up again heavy because I know Nick. And Kevin wrote me and said, he goes, hey, we really got to figure out something. I was like, I'm here whenever you're ready, whenever you're ready. And then shortly thereafter, I got got contacted by the the producer of the show. And he says, hey, if we had you on, what what would you want to do? And I gave him a bunch of ideas. And they go, cool. Can we come out in August? That was like three weeks later. I was like, let's do it. So finally got together after 10 years. Of kicking back and forth. It's and crazy I, to think that this is the first first time welding because I'm you know and I'm I'm thinking back I've, I've never seen anybody weld in that show and it's never even seemed weird to me that, that it hasn't happened. Yeah, so, isn't that funny? That's yeah. Well, it's, I think I think crazy. welders are becoming a little bit more commonplace. It's not such a. I mean, you can go to yeah. Harbor Freight and for eighty nine dollars pick up a, a, you know. I I say it all the time, and the reason why Lincoln is. Uh, has been good to me and, and that I'm good for them is that I'm just a schlub that knows how to weld. I'm not a certified welder. I'm not making brackets that are going to hold, you know, thousand pound plate glasses and space in place and stuff like that. So I'm, you know, I can make a leg of a table. I can make a table frame and that's what they, they want to promote more of that. Just guys making simple furniture and not necessarily making brackets that are going to hold up a catwalk, you know, where. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Leave that certain- to JD and Jody. Well, there's a, exactly. there's a lot more guys like us than there is, uh, you know, <laughs> airplane mechanics. So it's a uh, you mm-hmm. know, exactly you want to you want to you want to get that out there. I, yeah, I so knew I'm, absolutely I'm, I'm, nothing about welding, and I shared a shop with JD, and yep. it's just like it's just the like, and he would go over. He's like, "Listen, we need to do it this way, this way, and this way." I'm like, "Why can't you just do it?" He's like, "No, it's we got to get the we got to get the right burn in. This is going to be a mezzanine. It's going to support a, you know." 18,000 pound chiller or whatever it is yeah. and and he's like no these got to be you know these have to be burned in hard and I'm like wow that's just that's a lot that's like like because it's because it's <laughs> like this whole like you, you got, not only do you have the brute force of him hauling around like 600 pound 20 foot legs of 4x4 steel but then yeah. he's got to do like the mental calculation I'm always very much in awe of his ability to do these things you know, and still, yep. and still get the job done, and out back out to the client, and it's a it's a cool field. Like it's 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 a he's able to do anything, but when it comes down to the really like heavy safe stuff, it's, it becomes very specialized in how it needs to be put together. So yep. it's very it's just a very cool field. And and I love I love JD for the fact that he's I mean besides the fact that he's the sweetest guy in the world, he's such a hustler and he 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 hustles his ass off and he's like slinging those heavy pieces of steel and he's playing around learning how to use the plasma cutter and you know just just amazing the way he jumped into the plasma thing oh yeah oh yeah it was it was it was fun to watch all that and and uh and now actually we've separated our shops and he's got a space down like two doors down from me and then um and so he's got yeah it was nice it was a better building he had an overhead crane now and he oh, doesn't good. have to. Sh- I didn't realize. He yeah, he, did, he doesn't have like literally. It's it's walking distance, but it's you know it's got a good uh, yard in front of it, so he can lay down metal and stuff. And it. Uh, oh, great. Yeah, so it's it's great. It's it's still a it's still amazing to watch him work because it's it's like watching um, it's like watching ants build something. He's like, yeah, I'll right. be doing our gig over in our shop, and then you turn around on his side and you see these little pieces keep getting added on to these structures. And all of a sudden, in a day's time, you know, there's this like metal fortress of whatever it is, 
and it's, <laughs> right, it's, right. it's like this time lapse you just kind of take a picture of it as you, because you know we're doing other stuff he's still working with wyatt is that his name Wyatt? yeah Wyatt's Wyatt's down there and then uh yeah. um they do it, jd has his own channel on youtube and you should check yep. it out uh i i want to say it's apex ish so um yeah, apex welding yeah. yep apex welding and then mm-hmm. he and uh jody still shoot together uh yep. of welding tips and tricks also fantastic channel if you're just thinking about going into welding that he has a whole beginner section on both stig and uh stick and mig and mm-hmm. they're just great beginner videos just kind of sitting down and talking about you know here's what happens when you have gas here's what happens when you have flux core you know here's here's the right stick to use with this type of metal you know all those little you know because not everybody has a jd that's 30 feet away to go hey what am i doing <laughs> And usually, yeah, that's one one thing that's uh, that's that's crazy about this whole community is that you know, how just approachable everybody is. You know, in 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 the maker community, you can just walk up to some guy like that, covered in soot, beard down to his knees, and he's just like, "Yeah, man, here's what's up." <laughs> so, yeah. It's um, yeah. Well, it's funny. JD wrote to me last summer, and he said, "He goes, hey, dude, um, do you want to come and work with with Jody and this and that?" I was like, "Okay." He's like, really? I'm like, yeah, I'll come. Yeah. It's like, wow. I didn't expect well, yeah, you to yeah, say you're, yes you're, because I didn't expect you to answer you're, me. You're one of those guys. That's, uh, you know, I mean, you, you, Jimmy's the kind of guy you can send a, a message to at uh, 8 o'clock on a Monday night and go, hey, uh, one of our podcast brothers got sick. You got 30 minutes? <laughs> right on. I'm glad yeah, you did. Yeah, send me the link. <laughs> no, I'm glad you did. So, well, well, Jimmy, again, thanks so guys, much for so uh, much. for spending the time with us. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. Anything you want to uh, promote to the 17 faithful? Yeah, no, no. Just check me out on YouTube and Instagram and Twitter and all this stuff. It's, uh, you know, I'm just going to keep hacking away. I have a great series cooking on on Rockler woodworking. I'm looking for another series to land. So I did my I did my make series, which ended. And I did my core 77 series, which was amazing. I was really proud of that, which ended mm-hmm. and now i'm doing a rockler series which will be ultimately six videos uh i just established my episode number five which i'm gonna work on a little project for them and now i'm looking for another corporation to do standardized videos you know monthly videos those those Mm -hmm. are really profitable for me and also it gives me a chance to kind of do a standalone series so check out those series a lot of people don't realize that those are out there and yeah, so I'm looking for another one. If uh, if anybody yeah, from Bailey, he doesn't paint everything white. Give yeah, him, give him some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody, if, yeah, I won't paint your stuff white. If anybody from Bailey's or anybody from, I don't know, Levi's, I don't know, Chevy, any of those guys listen to your podcast? There's got to be somebody. Gotta be somebody. Yeah. If not, at least we'll, we'll start tweeting. At least at one it. of them owns a Chevy. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want the army of seventeen coming down on you. <laughs> so. No, so I'm looking to land right, another Jim. series with somebody. So we'll see where it goes. I have a couple of, couple of prospects. Sweet, gotcha. Sweet. Well, thank you again, sir. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, and uh, thank you, Mike. we will Good to talk to you again. We will uh, get this published probably tomorrow. I think is where we're going. to Oh, right on. Send me the link, and I'll tweet it out to my 17 fans. And you tell me. Oh, oh my gosh, we'd, we'd have we'd have 34 fans if they don't cross over. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs>